welcome to a chat in the garden with Monique A.J. Smith, worship his blooms in athletics and sports, right here on Survival Radio Network. So, how are you surviving or are you thriving during this time? Um, you are. I have been taking so many virtual courses, attending so many wonderful conferences that I could not have gone to if they had been live. Um, so I am taking this situation in stride, and I hope you are too. I hope you are too. And because um, I'm growing, I want to make sure you are growing. And uh, so um, it was interesting. Um, I did not know this, but, you know, I do one-on-one um, consulting and discovery calls and and strategy sessions is really what I call them, strategy sessions. Um, at night, I think I do them on Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And uh, I didn't know that all my slots had been taken until I had someone to say, you know, can can I, you know, again, can I pick your brain? Can I get some advice? And uh, she said she was scheduled for June. I said June. So I looked and I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't know that they had. Uh, all booked up, and so, uh, hey, folks, I decided, you know, time is something we can't get back, and if somebody needed to uh, get some advice how to grow during this time, because, again, you're not going to get this time back, and, I, I, hey, I'm not judging if you just sat and watched Netflix the whole time, but uh, hopefully you watch something that will grow you, even if it's on Netflix, and this is the time. The time is now. We got now. We don't have next. Let me say that again. We have now. We don't have next. And uh, this is the time where you can stand out, especially if you have some solutions (laughs) of how to navigate the situation, Uh, especially if you work with student-athletes, you know, your leaders are going to need some help. And see, it, it it's like it's like that pyramid. You know, the person who is closest to the issue at hand can give the best solution than someone who is further away. If you ever took uh, uh organizational management, you understand what I'm saying. I'm just trying to say it in layman terms. So, you have to show um your expertise of how to handle this. So, that, you know, discussions are on how to open up back campuses. So what are your ideas? You know, have you been talking to your student-athletes? What are the needs? Is it because, uh, you know, hey, they're going to need some counseling. And if you don't have a counselor, you know, on campus, um, and even if you do and it's for the general population, you will need some other additional help as it relates to those who are familiar with the student-athlete pressure. And uh, so we got some resources. We got some resources. Contact me. But this is the time to do that kind of research, do that type of planning. You know, pressure of we need you to come with a plan. Be thinking about those kind of things, you know. Um, I mean, everyone from the athletic trainer to the facility person, 
uh, to the coach, to the assistant coach, to the academic advisor, um, to the GA, to the volunteer, for you all who are just uh, uh, getting out of college, hey, you can be a great resource. You can come out there strong because I'm telling you, you know, when we were doing the, when they said we were going to Zoom, I was cool because I was already using Zoom for my consultations. And uh, But a lot of people were not like, huh, hoo-ha. I even told my marketing students, I said, you know what, um, and, and so this is the last few schools I can say this. So, yeah, I, re- I require that they show their face when I have class. You know, there's none of that foolishness with your name or some picture. You know, if you're going to be in class, you got to have your face in the place in order for me to count you in attendance. But I did say, you know, you got some folks who uh, who don't even know how to do that properly with the background and whatnot. So if you can create some backgrounds, and uh, and show your expertise uh, as a marketer. You know, it could be. Uh, and I, I also told them to do to do sororities and fraternities. I said, you gotta utilize this time. What other needs do people have? Lady just sent me a thing about um, uh, cooking pies, potato p- pies. I'm like, bad. But then she told me she wanted me to come pick it up. I said, oh no, I don't leave the house. Mm-mm. I got eight to your mom. I can't leave the house. No, 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 because I can't bring anything home. So, um, all these kind of things, you know, can you be a driver? Um, yesterday, I think I ordered Tropical Smoothie, even though they're not paying me to say this. You know, uh, Uber Eats. But I did put Uber Eats uh, link where you can get $7 off inside the uh, Chat in the Garden Facebook group. There's so many things if you have a creative mind. So don't waste this time. So that being said, I did open up a group, a group uh, gushing strategy session for this Sunday, this Sunday, which I think is May the 3rd, May the 3rd at 8 p.m. Um, I did cut it off at midnight on Monday, but I'm going since you, since you didn't get opportunity to hear that, um, I'm going to open it up uh, to anyone who hears me now uh, that you have into, and I'm going to make sure I send this replay out uh, at least by Friday. So anyone who is listening. Uh, if you contact me and say you want to be part of We Got Now. And We Got Now is for the person who is lacking confidence to get to their now. Uh, I put a picture up with some confetti in the background. I said this confetti can be yours, meaning you can win now. So, you know, some of the ideas I just came up with, if that didn't, if you said, I don't think like that, well, let me help you think like that. Let me help you stand out and get to where you want to be. That That's what I do. Uh, the Lord blessed me with, I don't know, some promotional ideas, PR. Uh, that's what my company's called, Seeds of Empowerment. I plant seeds of empowerment to lead others to greatness. And I definitely don't want people who, want this have to wait to June to have a discussion. You know, we need to get to going now. 
Because again, this time in our life, we can't get back, and that's the point I'm trying to I'm trying to make. Uh, you got you gotta you gotta get it while the colds are hot. You gotta get on that wave while the wave is coming. Because sometimes the waves will be so flat you can't even ride them, and you're going like I missed my opportunity. So let's utilize this opportunity while I got it. Number one, and number two. Um, Water getting is good because the thing is, this this is a unprecedented time, and again, it's an unprecedented time, but becomes a present. So if you're considering your next move, if your confidence is hindering your next move, and you're losing patience with the process, you're losing patience with the process. Um, let me help you, and so. With this, I'm also giving, you know, what I would normally do for a one-on-one uh, is one price. But I'm also giving a um, leadership, I call it leadership, E. Woodbrook, um, to assist when you don't have me to kind of guide you through this. Uh, and these are the prices I use. So this is not something I'm uh, um, doing a beta with you. This actually works. The people that are in my advanced academy, uh, they use this, and they are truly advancing. I mean, truly. And so I want to be able to assist more people because, again, this time, you can't get this back. And, um, yeah, unless, you know what I would say, unless you retire, you can just relax. But you know what? Even if you retire, you need to be doing something. Because guess what? You can monetize your specialized knowledge. Somebody wants to know how you did what you did. And, uh, and again, I'm, because I'm a caregiver, I'm going to tell you this. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it, which is your mind, your muscles, and your brain is a, is a muscle, to be honest with you. So you just got to... Uh, Utilize it. Now, let me tell you, if you are, don't laugh, even if you are binging on Netflix, why don't you do a blog on what you watched? Ha! What are the lessons from watching Blink? You know, I do that normally. I remember watching The Bone Collector years ago with Denzel Washington. It, it, sometimes people don't like to watch stuff with me because I'm always going, like, can't you just watch it for entertainment? I said, no, there's a lesson to be learned. I can't help it. Both my parents are teachers. Just everything can be a teachable moment. So when I watched the Bone Collector, I said, you know what? When I watched the Bone Collector, what what it tells me is that no matter what state you're in, you can help somebody else. You still got your skills. That man was laid on that bed and couldn't do anything with his hands, but he could do everything with his brain. His brain was sharp. And he was still solving crimes. Now, I forgot the other lessons uh, that we had to refresh myself. Um, but, yeah. So, again, utilize it. Um, students, I know y'all are stressed trying to do these last-minute uh, presentations. Um, I told all my students, because, you know, this was, I used to make them go print out their poster post a presentation, but luckily because we on Zoom, I just, just watch it. So, I mean, just look at it without printing it out. And I said, I want you to take that. I want you to make that a PDF or a picture, and I want you to post it in LinkedIn. So I'm telling you, any kind of project you've done, 
Utilize this time to elevate your profile. Okay? Exposure equals elevation. That's the first step in the move. So I've kind of given you some free tips, but again, Email me at Monique A.J. Smith at Seeds of Empowerment if you want to join me Sunday. Sunday, May 3rd at 8 p.m. We got now, not next. Another resource that I believe in 100%, and we all were watching the NFL um, draft. Well, I wasn't saying I was watching it. I walked by it. My husband was engrossed. Um, but I did see a lot of commentary about it, you know, about the new format. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy Zoom because I can get a chance to see how I um You can watch the facial expressions if the students are all getting it. So it's like I can see them all at one time um, instead of, like, you know, scanning a room and, you know, maybe can see a person or not. Well, this uh, – I, I will say from what the clips I see, it was uh, you saw a lot of things that you wouldn't have seen in a regular draft. Let's just say that. And you can see some things that were missing from what I understand. But one of the things, I, uh, the one thing that caught my eye was about uh, the the picture with, uh, hold on, Mama? Mother, huh? leave the phone alone. I'm on the phone. Well, we, I'm going to take it. Mom. I'm on the show. You're okay. on the phone. I do apologize. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Mama, leave the phone alone. Cut the phone off. Leave the phone alone. Hello? Okay. Oh, boy. Hey, that's what happens when you a caregiver and you don't know what happens. Okay, so I forget what I just said. Uh, oh, so... The NFL draft. So with the NFL draft, I noticed that they talked about a mother pulling away, uh, supposedly a girlfriend or something, which leads me to my next thing is the fact that folks, I think I saw another one. Somebody else said the girlfriend wanted to make sure that she was seen uh, as an important piece of the puzzle before he made money. Well, those are kind of things of entertainment to try to say something. However, there's some truth to the fact about who uh, is in the circle of someone who embarks upon a land they have not been to. And uh, I have a resource that would assist you as an advisor to student-athletes to be able to assist them and to know what you can do and what you can't do. So this book is called Surviving the Lights, a Professional Athlete's Playbook to Avoiding the Curse by Tawana Smith. Again, this book was as eye-opening, and she even has a script because it's written by some, I mean, the interviews with people who have been the pros and hit some of those walls. And some of those walls of telling the people that are closest to you that you can't be the person helping with my business. You can be my fan, but my fan can't necessarily run my business. And, uh, hey, I think it's great, and you can get it on Amazon in three different formats, audio, paperback, or ebook. Excellent read. Um, hey, I am really impressed with the individuals that have been um, joining Dr. Chico Carwell's webinar. 
Um, it has been every Thursday at 11 a.m. this month. Um, it has been, I, I've, I've loved it, loved it. Um, because, you know, we and, and Dr. Caldwell and I talk afterwards, and we talk about uh, some of the dialogue that happens. And when we first started, because this whole series about creating a success culture in athletics, and he uses a book, and I did mention the book is, um, the book he references, I did put it inside the Chattanooga and Facebook group, um, and there's a discount. Um, but when we say accountability and honor, the word accountability, uh, he says that people uh, shy away from that, which is true, they do. But the point, you know, accountability falls into the line of discipline, and uh, discipline is one of those things that we don't like to hear. So we don't like we don't like discipline. We definitely don't like accountability. But honestly, you know, when you are when you accept the role as a leader, which everybody listening to my voice is a leader, um, there's accountability to it because people are following you, and um, you don't want to be responsible for a person um, going in the wrong direction because you led them there and you didn't even know you were leading them there. So I really, uh, oh, and I loved, I love, 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 because see, some of the things Dr. Caldwell, and I love being around like-minded individuals. You know, he can read a business book or a book and then come up with some strategies himself, and uh, so that's kind of the same thing I do. Um, and he came up with the wall, the wall that keeps you from accountability. That's what he talked about last uh, week, and it was good talking about fear. You know, pride. Um, you know all these things because you know you. It, it, it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz, to be honest with you. You know, he didn't want anybody to know about his with his statue, so he stood behind this big uh, curtain and had this fake thing look like he was really the big, big wise person. But you know, when you when you are vulnerable, see, it, honestly, the truth is. You can't be a leader with that whole thing of I'm on a need-to-know basis. And, uh, yeah, I used to lead like that because I was overwhelmed, and I was like, okay, I want to get concentrated on one thing or another. Now, you can um, you can make that structured, but here's what you don't want to do is to have people afraid to come and tell you the truth because that's when it hits you hard. Yeah. You know, we're not in the lawyer business where, where if I don't know the truth, you know, I, you know, I don't, I, I, we still in a privilege per se, but you gotta know, you gotta know what you're dealing with, people, because you got so many moving parts in athletics. So, this Thursday, which is tomorrow at 11 a.m., we are again embarking upon uh, another session with Dr. Caldwell. And uh, and he's finishing up. This is the last, and he's really giving the blueprint, uh, how to uh, go about implementing some of the things he's talked about these whole weeks. And so you don't want to miss this one. You don't want to miss this one. If you're like me, you really want the tools. So this is the tools. You want to have a system. You know, 
He said, this is the last of the Creating Success Culture series engaging your responsibility with honor. The focus will be on a model for courageous accountability and how this model works with the other success culture tools covered in previous training sessions. Uh, the other important factor for this training, it is will be led in a uh, finale training where we will put all the sex culture tools together and show what it looks like when we put them in motion in real time. Your leadership will move to another level of success with a new understanding of leadership as an executive. Look forward to sharing with you. That's from Dr. Carwell. Now, let me just say this, and then I'm going to move on to the next thing. The reason, the the second reason that you need to be a part of this is that the Chico Carwell is part of an executive search firm. And this is his way of grasping who he can uh, promote, put their name in the hat, uh, who he can sponsor, all right? All right, sponsor is like somebody talking about you when you're not in the room, which is what you want in this situation. Uh, you want to join us so you can know your name and know what you're thinking. And this is why we partnered, because he knew I had a a pool of uh, qualified, and this is why I call this show Where Significance Blooms, significant women who are ready to lead in athletics. And I will say 80%, because I've been asking for his uh, enrollees, I would say 80 to 90% other attendees have come from the garden. So I'm excited because I know, and that tells me right there, that people are ready to grow. The show is called A Chat in the Garden because things grow in the garden. And so my company is called Seeds of Empowerment. I believe in it, okay? Because when you stop growing, then you go the other direction. All right, and I don't want to say what that is, but you know what that means. Other direction. If you're not going up, you're going a different direction, and you know that means ground. Okay? So, to register for Thursday, 11 o'clock, go to successcultureconsultantcoach.com. Successcultureconsultantcoach.com. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 11 o'clock. So, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I have already secured the DJ. I secured the DJ. Yes, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a good time on June the eighth. We are celebrating our sixth annual listener appreciation celebration. I used to call it a reception, but you know I can't share any food with you per se. But I can share a celebration with you. And at this uh, time, this is when I always announce or celebrate the Deb Award winner. And the Deb Award winner um, recipient is when we uh, recognize the most popular podcast from the previous season. And when I say popular, I mean the most listened to podcast, the one that shared the most seeds the one that shared the most advice because that's what we do here we share advice here in the garden and it's named after deborah the prophetess um in the bible who um, had people come from all over all over the world to come to her tree to receive advice 
And uh, so a tree is in the garden, and we're in the garden. So I hope you all get that. But yeah, and uh, we have we have been celebrating this for uh, five years, as I six one, and we do have five recipients. And so um, I have compiled that in uh, the best. Uh, the best podcast the last five years. If that's something that you are interested in receiving, just email me, and it's free. I'm gonna get it to you for free. Um, I have uh, all of the links and one document, and you can go and click on it and listen to the top podcast in the last five years. And uh, you know, I'm I'm really proud of that because a lot of people do this podcast thing and it's a flash in the pan. But hey, we've been around six years and we're and we're making change. We we really there are relationships that would have not have happened if it was not for the garden. So relationships, personal growth themselves. Um uh, so I'm pretty I'm pretty proud of the blooming leaders that have come out of Chattanooga Garden. So come celebrate with me. We got Dr. Christine Kelly's gonna be my MC, so she brings the energy. If you see her, she is man. She makes you feel bad if you're not working out, and then she makes you feel good because you followed her. So that burst of energy will be leading us uh, on Monday, yeah, Monday, June the eighth, from seven to nine. I got Dr. Kiki Baker Barnes is gonna do entertainment for us. I'm crossing my fingers. I'm going to have some spoken word. I'm going to have prizes every 15 minutes by uh, Royal Court for us. So you got a live DJ, right? So it means you got a live DJ. That means what? 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 We're going to have a dance contest. I just sent Mama Golf a, a, a message. I said, look, I know you're going to win that contest. <laughs> so, again, we're going to have some time to celebrate, okay? So mark your calendar. June the 8th at uh, 7 to 9 p.m. Now, you must, you must, you must register, okay? Uh, the link will not be just sitting inside the Facebook group because I've already witnessed a Zoom bomb, and it was so embarrassing. I do not want to be embarrassed on mine, okay? Even though we all have family and whatnot, but let's just keep the whole situation as, as close as possible, Uh to sanity without people jumping in on us. So uh, I do want to just say uh, thank you to my engineer. She has told me uh, that we may have some technical difficulties. Bless her heart, she's in Texas and I'm in Virginia. Isn't it technology great? Um, But uh, uh, she doesn't have any electricity, so she is running this on battery. So we are praying that we can continue on. For that fact, we are not running uh, our commercials. So that's why it took so much time to talk about all the good things we have going on in the garden. Again, go purchase purchase that book. Uh, Go sign up for Dr. Chico Carwell's webinar, successcultureconsultantcoach.com. And... um, and respond to me if you want to come to We We Got Now, Monique A.J. Smith at CesarEmpowerment.info. Also, um, if you want the top five podcasts, also email me at Monique A.J. Smith at CesarEmpowerment.info. 
Or you can inbox me within inside the Facebook group. Or, you know, she's empowerment on Instagram. I'm a host of chat on Twitter. So it is my pleasure to bring our guest. And this is someone I have never met. So this is one of the ones you really do get the chance to sit in on me meeting someone new. And I'm going to be nice. I'm going to say this one time. Okay, so there is a there is a battle in the world over the H U. Okay, and uh, I always say H I U, so then I don't have mm-hmm. any problems. But I do have a real close friend, the uh, legendary, the legend uh, is the DJ, and we just got into polite conversation, uh, Chris Washington. On, mm-hmm. on Facebook on Sunday because she had to H you. But you know what? HBCU love is real. It's just real. It's it just, is. It's just all of that. So I want to say from Howard University, uh, talking to a Hampton University grad, is Kayla Flagg. Hello. Hello, everyone. I hope you all can hear me. You hear your cheers? Yes, I do. I do. I love it. And I'll just, I, I know this is really hard to, to get, so I will i will just um, pronounce it for everybody. It's okay. Kala. So oh, it sounds Lord, like there should be some that. H's and accents and all that other kind of stuff going on in there. And um, it is, it's just, it's just Kala, but I don't expect people to get that. So I should have so asked you. Fun. I just knew no. I knew. Okay, got it is you. okay. It is okay, and I take no offense to the Hampton reference. Um, I, those who know me know that my brother, who is a year older, went to Hampton. I went to Howard, and my twin sister went to Morgan. Okay. So we were all in these three HBCUs at the same time, and that made Thanksgivings and holidays very interesting while we were in college. Um, but there's nothing but love. I I, I appreciate all of it. <laughs> so, so thanks what, so much. What uh, what was your brother's class name? He was uh he was one of the ogre five ogres. Okay. Um, I don't don't get me lying. What ye, what number? Yeah, yeah, um, I can't but I yeah. I know See, he was I'm the ogre Donald, five ogre. The only uh, okay. one. There's nobody else okay. named Donna. There's nobody else. Because we would have had our thirtieth class reunion this May. Oh wow! Yeah, wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's heartbreaking, but so. we're gonna we're gonna press through. Make it up. Yeah, exactly. Press through. It'll just be that much better next when you all get together. Yes, so. yes. So, so let's let's talk about your career journey from college to now. Woo! You know, Monique. <laughs> Look, how much time do we have? So uh, I'll say this. I honestly feel like I started my career um, when I was in high school. And here's why I say that. Um, I I was an athlete. I was a student athlete. I ran track. I was a cheerleader. You know, my brother played football and basketball. My sister did all the sports as well. So we were a sports family. Um, and sophomore year, my brother's sophomore year, freshman year of high school, he injured his knee um, and had to go to physical therapy. And I always knew I wanted to do something in medicine or I thought I wanted to do something in medicine, but I just wasn't quite sure what. His injury allowed me to see kind of 
what physical therapy was. And it also helped me see, you know, wow, he never really got back to what he should have been or what he was, the type of athlete that he was before Mm -hmm. the injury, um, which really kind of didn't sit well with me. Mm -hmm. So um, at the time, one summer, I decided to go to the library, you know, remember that thing? Check out some books on sports-related injuries. And I spent the summer kind of reading books on sports injuries. And so the next year when I came back to school, when we would be at track practice, I would be fixing other people while we're at track Mm. practice. During track meets, I would, you know, people from other schools would come over and say, hey, I heard about you. I think I have this problem with my hamstring. Can you rub me out? Can you stretch me? Can you? So it was, you know, I was 16. It was a nice way to meet boys, um, and it was a good way to make friends, and that's kind of how I got started in the sports medicine kind of area. So fast forward a whole lot of years in school as a student athletic trainer, physical therapy major. Um, I did all of that stuff, came out of school, had a lot of kind of ups and downs and stops and starts. But, you know, what you were saying in the beginning about being purposeful and continuing to work, even when mm-hmm. you feel like you're not making any progress, is so important. So what I tell people is that every job, every position that I've gotten has literally been created for me, mm-hmm. every single one. I've never really applied for for a job. I've never answered an ad for a job, any of that. Every position I've had has literally been created for me. Um, and that is a huge testament to God um, and just, you know, ordered steps. But it's also um, been based on relationships that I've made along the way, um, working on things when I – couldn't get paid or when I was getting paid very little in order to get the experience, showing up in places, um, going and and just letting people know that I was available so that when something did open up, they knew, you know, hey, what about that, that girl that stopped by, you know, six months ago or a year ago? Um, and that led me eventually to becoming um, the first physical therapist at University of Maryland Athletics hired hmm. to work directly in their athletic department. Um, and so I started that position in 2005, so that was five years after graduating. I was a 20-something-year-old female going into a college sports locker room. It's <laughs> the best way to explain it at a Division One university in a position that had never been there before. So, so that the head was, trainer. I so I was I was what was called the rehabilitation coordinator. So there were there was the director of sports medicine, Daryl Conway, God bless him, um, who really helped to orchestrate a lot of this behind the scenes um, and advocate with the coaches, and there were physicians there, um, and all of these people, the head team physician, the head orthopedist just happened, and the director of sports medicine just happened to be African-American. Mm. Um, so they, when they made the decision 
I got connected to somebody that got connected to somebody that got connected to Daryl and was basically brought into this position. So being a physical therapist and an athletic trainer, I could wear both hats, but I was not, my position was not head athletic trainer. It was rehabilitation coordinator, which meant anybody that had a surgery, anybody that had a season-ending injury, anybody that had a difficult injury in any sport at the time, which was 700 student-athletes, 750 Mm. student-athletes, was responsible for coming to me or I was responsible for guiding their rehab and really working with the athletic trainers, working Mm -hmm. with the doctors, kind of creating a team Mm-hmm. approach to to the injury as opposed to this is mine I get all the credit you know um and so for 12 years I operated in that position um and and worked really closely with the coaches and um all of the staff all the way up to the athletic director to to help develop programs um that the student athletes needed the the advisors and, um, you know, the the tutors, all that, we worked extremely closely together to make sure that the student-athletes were getting what they needed, not just physically after an injury, injury, but, um, Mm. you know, mental health support. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times I was the one that students, student-athletes would tell things too because I spent so much time with them while the mm-hmm. the their team was on the road or was at practice and you know just kind of dealing with a lot of those issues that kind of come up when they're in a very vulnerable state um so I called it my ministry I still mm-hmm. call it my ministry um and it it was really a very formative time I think not just for them but for me as well um, because we we all had to shed some tears and really work through some some very pivotal you know moments in in their lives. So I really really appreciate that time. And then I shifted and left there and started my own business and started working with um, high school athletes to try to help prepare elite high school athletes to go into colleges in a healthy way and to advocate for themselves and to take care of their bodies and educate their parents on what they should, you know, be Mm -hmm. doing and nutrition and all that other kind of stuff. And um, along the way, pretty much since day one, I've worked privately with professional athletes in all sports from the NFL, the NBA, professional track and field, um, rowing, kind of all kinds of different sports, and I still do that some on the side. Um, I closed my physical company about two years ago in a very kind of traumatic time of my life, um, which is is kind of all coming full circle, I guess, now. And for the last two years, I've been a professor at Howard University in the Department of Physical Therapy full-time, trying to pass on some of what I've learned to up-and-coming physical therapist, and um, last year I started working as a contractor in the NFL in one of their concussion-based protocol programs. So um, I have a lot of different things going on, and I'm actually doing some consulting and career coaching as well for other sports medicine professionals, healthcare professionals that want to find ways to kind of break outside of the box and 
Um, you know, all the stuff that you said in the beginning is is kind of a lot of the same things that I say, um, and just trying to be creative with their gifts and talents and, and how to use them in a broader base outside of traditional healthcare, which I think, given coronavirus, will never be the same. So this is a perfect time for um, for us to really market ourselves and market our skills and, you know, expand outside the box. So in a nutshell, yeah, I'm not really doing much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, as your nose grows. <laughs> so uh, you know, Just relaxing. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, and, and it's funny, I was telling my husband, I was like, yeah, I've been I've been grinding, you know, like mm-hmm. and he was like, But you love it. And I was like, Yeah, I do. Yeah, I yeah. do. It, and it's funny, we went to college together and he said, You don't have a change <laughs> <laughs> We're consistent. We're consistent with who we are. But yeah. I, I agree and I, you know, one thing that I've told people and I kinda I think posted on social media at the beginning of all of this lockdown stuff was that, you know, God still needs what we have when all of this is over. Mm-hmm. So this is an, an important time and, and not to force people into anything, but I think if you, if you feel that urge or if you get that sense, you have to honor it in this season mm-hmm. because so often we don't take time. To and when I coach people, you know, people always want to know the, okay, well, I need to get from here and I have to go and I have to go. And nobody talks about the stillness season and there has to be a time of stillness so that you can sit back and reflect and take a, take inventory of yourself, take into account all of the things that are happening around you, all of the things that you, that you've done and be able to cast those things forward. And you can't do that when you're constantly moving. So we have to be able to take what we never will get again, which is time, this time, and be able to use it or or figure out just if there's something that we're supposed to be doing creatively, um, mindfully, intentionally in this season. You know, in addition to all of this stuff, I'm also a singer oh. and a performer. Um, oh, and I guess one of the things that I didn't say is I'm also one of the tour physical therapists for the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater that's based in New York. Okay. Um, and so, but I've also been really wanting to, I just need to write, I need to record, I need to get these things off of paper and into some kind of music um, and just really kind of taking that inspiration and putting it wherever the energy, you know, needs to go. So um, I take a lot of naps these days when I can, Mm -hmm. even if it's Mm -hmm. just 15 minutes, but there's definitely um, a lot of intention about my day because I recognize that there's, there's some things that are going to have to live even during this dry season. And Mm -hmm. then after the, the season is, is over as we're coming out of this. So, can I can I put an invitation out? Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> for June the eighth, for entertainment, to give us a piece. 
I, I I can I can probably come up with something for June for June eighth. Either if it's something original or if it's something just you know rearranged that's already out there that will oh, be yeah. fitting for the occasion. I can I can probably do that. Wonderful! Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. You'll have to send me a reminder. I'll have to put that oh, in my uh, calendar. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely will. Um, yeah, because all of the entertainment is on members, except for the DJ. I mm-hmm. tried. I kept asking. Anybody in here? I asked twice, <laughs> and nobody moved. I said, okay, nobody. I got time. I said, That's you know, all right. I, I, put a little, I put a picture of a little kid being a DJ. Did nobody get it? <laughs> so then I said, anybody good on the ones and twos? Still nobody responded. Nobody. I said, I got to go find. I went to my entrepreneurial group, and I said, I got like four or five folks. I said, I'll put DJs in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. put a beat out. And, there you uh, go. Yeah, yeah. So, and That's then um, one of my business coaches, she said that uh, the DJ that we, uh, she's the one that I selected was the one that she uses for her pop-up conference. She's out of Richmond, so you might want to drop on by. We I think our next pop up conference is in November. I'm actually speaking. So okay. from one entrepreneur okay. to another, just thought I'd tell yes, you that. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So, and it's interesting you said about being still, because um, mm-hmm. I do believe that there's an opportunity out of every crisis, and um, and I I remember. You know, I really do believe the Lord brings you down so low so you can look so high. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I did uh, write a, about my story, my, I want to say, I can't say, I would say <laughs> uh, my climb, but my journey in uh, African administration in the 90s. And uh, when it came to the 2000s, I literally hit a wall, figuratively, and literally. Mhm. Mhm. And it yeah. really made me sit down somewhere and yeah. Cuz we're always striving and trying to be and and then it it just go boom. And you're right. When I got there and I and I will say and I cover this story when I'm talking about um in my story inside this book called Moving the Face. But my mm-hmm. story is called The Public Figure Mask. Exit stage left, and mm-hmm. uh, in it, I just remember when you just said, you know, you meditate, and when you find out, I can't say your purpose because I always thought my purpose was to help people, but it's how mm-hmm. I was doing it and why I was doing it. I was doing it mm-hmm. for the people who provided for me, and I had to make them proud. But yeah. then when I changed the direction of it, that I was doing it for God to help lead yeah. them to be the best self they can be, then I had more of an ebb and flow, and I wasn't mm-hmm. as stressed. So yeah. I believe that's the same thing for everybody. You know, yeah. you may be concerned about most of us are still getting paid because we work for university, mm-hmm. but if you're not, mm-hmm. it's the same thing as hitting the wall. Like, what do I do Oh, now? yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I can say, you know, this this whole thing has been – so um, interesting to me because literally almost two years to the day that we got put on lockdown was the anniversary of the day that I closed my business. And 
it was kind of one of those situations where I knew it was coming and I tried to save it and I tried to do everything that I could. And the more I did to help my business, the physical business, the worse things got and the harder it got. And I just was like, Lord, I'm out here and I'm, I'm doing, you know, what I think you asked me to do and I'm helping people and, I mean, I had gotten to the point where I tell people I wasn't just drinking from it, pouring from an empty cup. I gave away the cup. Like, mm. there was just nothing left. <laughs> there was nothing left. And so I, I broke down and I kind of did what I had to do. I was unemployed or underemployed for about six months, um, and that was on top of about a year and a half of, just not making the money that I needed to make to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like the hole was just getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And then I got the position at Howard, which was a great opportunity for me to kind of, okay, I can reinvent myself. I can kind of, cause I needed a break from kind of directly anyway. Like mm-hmm. I was just tired of, of, of helping and giving, mm-hmm. you know, and I think mm-hmm. one of the things that has made me good and has, you know, allowed me to amass the the professional athlete roster that I have and to get the experiences that I have is that I I connect with each person on the level that they need to be connected with. Mm -hmm. 24-hour access, you know, it's more than just giving some exercises and doing it. You know, healing is a full-time job. And so I just, I needed a break from that so that I could heal for myself. But the situation still wasn't perfect, and I was still, you know, Lord, I'm I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to find things to do. I'm still trying to use my business to create opportunities so I can make, you know, additional money and all that other kind of stuff, and things just weren't working. And I was like, okay. So interesting part about all of this was I was – I had an interview to work with a WNBA and NBA team. Hmm. This summer, mm-hmm. right, starting mm-hmm. this summer, starting mm-hmm. actually yesterday or two days ago <laughs> was on the calendar, and the interview was set up for a day at, like, 8.30 in the morning. And I think 9 o'clock the night before, ESPN announced that Rudy Gobert tested positive for coronavirus, mm-hmm. which meant everything in the WNBA and the NBA shut down immediately and the mm-hmm. interview got canceled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the season got canceled, right? Mm-hmm. So in that moment, I said, okay, God, clearly you, I'm not in charge. I have no control over any mm-hmm. of this. But what this whole time has kind of been showing me and people losing their jobs and, you know, just all the stuff that's going on is that the things that I've been going through in the last couple years has been to prepare me to help people in a time like this. Mm-hmm. because it's the same, I'm seeing the same things happening. And here I am two years later, and I survived, mm-hmm. right? I haven't mm-hmm. lost my house. I haven't, you know, I mean, there have been some things that have happened along the way that people wouldn't believe, but I'm still here. And I think mm-hmm. people need to know that. People need to see that even though it looks like everything, you know, there's dry land, there's still some, some water underneath. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that for me has been kind of like a regeneration 
um, and a repurposing in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, uh, I've shifted even my whole business plan and my whole coaching plan to kind of fit where we are, um, where we are now so that we can move forward. But I am absolutely grateful for my college and professional sports experience and, um, you know, I'm grateful to have been able to work in an all, you know, African-American team of of healthcare professionals, literally at University of Maryland for about five years. Like mm-hmm. I said, the director of sports medicine was African-American. Mm-hmm. Head team physician was an African-American woman. Head orthopedic surgeon was an African-American man. Um, sports psychologist was an African-American woman. And then you had me as the um rehab coordinator or director of rehabilitation. Um, And we kind of joked about, oh, we should call Ebony and, you know, get this written up because people don't know that Mm -hmm. we're out here. Right. Um, But we we decided kind of against that and, you know, for different reasons. But, um, yeah, we're, we're here. We are here. And now more than ever, I think it's important for us to, um, be impactful about that. Well, I got only a few minutes, and I do yeah. uh, want you to try to take what you just said and send a message to um, our 2020 sports management graduates, especially mm-hmm. those who are seeking. I understand the the requirements are different for uh, athletic trainers, but we do have some young folks out here who want to know how to get mm-hmm. to the business and now they are just like you things are shut down you know even for internships and whatnot what's your message to them my message to them is to make yourself available right mm-hmm. nowadays everybody's into this securing the bag mindset and mm-hmm. you know i have this degree or I, I've done all these things and I, I you got to acknowledge me, you got to recognize me and pay me. And that's great. I think some of us in our generation undervalue some of what we have to offer, mm-hmm. but what stands and will always stand the test of time and will, will never make up for letters behind your name is experience, mm-hmm. right? I remember mm-hmm. coming out of, out of school with a, with a master's degree and it was the first couple years of physical therapists having master's degrees. Now they have doctorate degrees. Um, And I remember somebody saying when I went on an interview, that's great, but you're still an entry-level physical therapist. That's right. That's right. Which meant you you haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. You don't know what it is to be in these real-time situations. And the only way to get where you want to be is through experience. So you have to make yourself available. You have to be willing to do some things for free. Mm-hmm. You have to weigh out the situation for sure. And sometimes you may get there and say, eh, this wasn't really worth my time or this wasn't really. But going back to what I said about positions being created for me, mm-hmm. every single position that was created for me, including the one at University of Maryland, mm-hmm. was based off of somebody that I met doing something that I wasn't getting paid a lot for. That's deep. If anything, so you have to be willing to look and to seek out those opportunities. Back in the day, I went through a phone book, literally Mm -hmm. picked out a phone book 
and looked at the places and picked up the phone and called and said, there was no email really even back then either. I graduated in 2000. Email was still really new. So I picked up the phone and called people and said, hi, my name is Kalai Flagg. I'm a physical therapist and athletic trainer. I'd love to be able to come and offer some services to you. And your, and that, I got a lot of no's. I got a lot of no's. But the yeses ended up being yeses that are still holding me up today, 20 years mm-hmm. later. So don't knock those those things. There's nothing that will, you can't underestimate the experience. Um, and listen to those who come before you, even though this is a different time. There's still a lot that you that we can all learn and gain from each other. I counted mm-hmm. on the students that helped me to, to, to figure out some of the stuff that I didn't know, mm-hmm. as well as the people who had been working for, you know, 30, 40 years. I, I used everybody's expertise in order to help me grow. Um, so recognize that everybody around you has something to offer. Well, so those I- would be mine. Oh, I appreciate that. But I want to give you a shout-out. I understand that you are now Dr. Flagg. I am. (laughs) I am now Dr. Flagg. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I have my cap and gown sitting, you know, maybe five feet away from me right now. I guess I'll go outside and take some pictures when I can do my hair. But, yes, I am now Dr. Flagg. Well, you know what? When you uh, have that hat on, you can hide all your hair. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. Put it in a nice bun. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us here. Thank in the you. Garden. I've enjoyed it, and I look forward to seeing your dance routine on June the 8th. Oh, well, well I, may, I may sing. I'm a better singer than I am a oh, dancer. Okay. I leave the dance into to the Alvinelli folks. I'm a better I got singer. You. I got you. All right. Dancer. But thank you so much. I appreciate this time and this uh, opportunity to talk. If anybody has any questions, please feel free to email me, Kala, K-A-L-A, at teamsportsinjury.com, or you can look for me on Instagram at teamsportsinjury um, as well, and Facebook under the same name, Team Sports Injury Consulting, or my main name, Kala Flag. So thank you all so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. And as always, I'd like to uh, send up prayers for Clark Garrison, the CEO of Survival Radio Network, our engineer, uh, uh, Christina Lockett, uh, the brand definer, Nikki Curry, for identifying this great opportunity. Join us next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for updates on showcasts and podcast follow-ups. Join us on A Chat in the Garden with Monique A.J. Smith. Have a significant rest of the day.